I want to tell you that uh, I always know when the Holy Spirit is doing something. One of the ways I know the Holy Spirit is working and that He wants to share something with you Amen. is when the pastor stands up and shares something that becomes an introduction to what God's prepared me to share with you. Amen. When pastor stands up and, and tells you about purpose and vision, and I'm thinking, that's what I'm going to share about this morning. I know without a doubt the Holy Spirit has something for you. Yes. Amen. 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 I want to talk with you in a little bit of the book of Acts. Now, when we had the corona lockdown and everybody was pretty locked down pretty tight. Yes, to the point this really happened. All of us here at the children's home down the road. All of us here at Strong Point. Strong Point. We were the children did not leave that compound for five months. They did not even come out and go up on the road for even just a minute. They were inside that fence for five months. During that five months, every Sunday, we had church inside that compound. During that five months, we spent a long time studying the book of Acts. And we studied about the beginning of the church. We studied what is it, what is the church supposed to look like? Because if we look at the church in the beginning of the book of Acts, that was the church that Christ established. And so when we look at the church today, we have to ask, is the church today, does it look like the church in Acts? <laughs> Because if it doesn't, we need to make some adjustments. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to go into depth, but I want to tell you the things that we talked about in the first eight chapters of Acts. And I just want to tell you quickly, the five things that existed in the first church. One, the church had power to give a testimony. Amen? Amen. If the church today doesn't have the power of a testimony, something's wrong. Amen. Amen. The second thing that we see in Acts is that the church 
had a boldness with God's word. Amen. Amen. There was no apology in the first church for what God said. And today, if we look at the church, if the church is, is trying to make the word of God easy for people to hear, then we have a problem. Amen. Amen. The third thing we talked about in the book of Acts. The first church was in unity. They were together. They were together with the things that they had. They were together in their purpose. They came together to fellowship, to eat, to spend time together. And when we see our church today broken into all these different little pieces, we have a problem. Amen. Amen. The fourth thing that we see in the early part of the book of Acts. The early church was focused on eternity. Eternity. Eternity is we're worried about people's salvation. If the church is not concerned about people's salvation, Something is wrong. Amen? Amen. If we're not worried about the people out there who are lost and dying and going to hell, something is wrong. Amen? Amen. The fifth thing that we see in the church. In the early church, in those first eight chapters of Acts, the fifth thing that we see, the church is growing. Amen? Amen. If we're doing what God says we're supposed to do, the church can't help but grow. We don't have to come up with new programs and new ways and new new different ways to do what God tells us to do. If we just do it, the church will grow. Amen. 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 Now, we spent a long time studying those eight chapters tonight. And so today I want to take you past that. And I want to talk about what Pastor was sharing with you earlier. I want us to look at what God tells us in some of the rest of Acts about purpose and vision. Amen. Amen. I want us to look at Acts starting in chapter 9 and I want us to go all the way through Acts chapter 28. So if you have about three hours, we can finish that. No, we're not going to be three hours, I promise. 
If we go three hours, I think you'll need a break. Okay. So let's look at Acts chapter 9 to begin with. In Acts chapter 9, most of us already know the story. In Acts chapter 9, a man named Saul is walking down the road. And, and Saul, whether you want to believe it or not, Saul loves God. But he misunderstands God. And so Saul is out trying to destroy this new church. Amen. Amen. Saul loves God. Saul loves God so much that he's going around saying, you're not following God's rules, and if you're not going to follow God's rules, I'm going to throw you in prison. But on the way to go and put more in prison, Jesus appears, doesn't he? And Jesus says, why are you persecuting my church? Saul is blinded. He goes to another man. Because God says, if you'll go into that town, there's a man who can bring back your sight. Now, Saul had been out throwing people in jail and even killing people. Do you remember the story of Stephen? Stephen was stoned to death. Most people consider Stephen the first one who was a martyr. Amen. 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 Saul was there. Saul was the one that said, yes, stone him. Everyone knew who Saul was. Saul was like the police of the church. And everyone knew who he was. Now that man came to your house. You would probably be a little afraid when he knocked on the door. You would be afraid. And so I want us to read just a short part of the story of what happens. In Acts chapter 9. So he tells him to go to see Ananias. And this is what he tells Ananias. Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 11. The Lord tells Ananias, Go to the house of Judas and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias. 
na waka, hata hapa ana, ana amri itokayo kwa wakuu wa makuhani come and place his hands to restore his sight akuje ili aweze kumuponya macho yake then Ananias this is where Ananias is afraid na hapo ndipo Anania Ananias anaogopa Ananias says no god this is the man that's killing people like me Ananias aliogopa huyu ni mtu mwenye alikuwa anaua watu amen amen Ananias knows who Saul is Ananias alikuwa anajua Saul ni nani and I want you to see what God says about Saul. In verse 13, no 15. Eh, mstari wa 13. Verse 13. Let's read. The Lord said to Ananias. Lakini Bwana akamwambia, "Go, nenda. This man is my chosen instrument." Kwa maana huyu ni chombo kiteule kwangu. I want to tell you something about what pastor said about purpose and vision. You may not know it today. But you are God's chosen instrument. You are God's chosen instrument. He has reached down and picked you. For a purpose. You might not have a vision for your life. But God does. God has a vision and a purpose for your life. In Jeremiah it says he knew you before he put you together in your mother's womb. In Jeremiah 29 it says, I know the plans I have for you. And he says they're not just any plans. Yes. They're not just any plans. I know the plans I have for you and they are plans for good and plans for you to prosper. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 2. Yes. Ephesians chapter 2. Ana jaribu kutukumbusha. It says he created you. Inasema alikuumba to do good works. All of those verses and many others tell us that he has a purpose and a vision. He has something that he made you to do. Not one of you is here today and there's no purpose in your life. Not one of you is here today and there's no vision over your future. Every one of us God has a vision and a purpose for our life. Amen. 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 That, uh, that might ought to make you you really ought to jump up and be excited about that because God has a purpose for you. Amen. You're not just another person on this earth. You're a purpose. You're 
Amen. Your life might not be perfect today, but God has a purpose and a vision for your life. Paul at once got up and went to preach. 
Whatever he's called you to, what are you waiting for? If he's called you to go reconcile with your, your old wife, your old husband, if he's called you to go and reach your neighbor for Christ, if he's called you to do something, what are you waiting for? God's word tells us very clearly, you don't know if you have tomorrow. Just do what we're called to do today and let tomorrow Amen. Amen. And verse 22. It says, Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After many days, the Jews conspired to kill him. I want to tell you something. When you, when God gives you that vision and that purpose over your life, and you go out there and you start working hard for God, religion and tradition are going to hate you. Think about Jesus. Jesus didn't come and deny that God existed. Yes. Jesus didn't come and deny that God existed, did he? He came and said, God loves you more than the law. God wants to have a relationship with you. Just one on one. You don't need a priest and a temple and all the rules. You don't need all that. God loves you. That was the message Jesus brought. But because it was different, religion and tradition killed him. Amen? Amen. When you get fired up and start doing the work God has for your life, religion and tradition are going to try to tear you down. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 13. Chapter 13, verse 2. This is Barnabas and Saul together. It says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work 
which I have called them. Verse 4 says the two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to understand something. God calls us to be set apart. God calls us to be set apart, separate. Just like there, he calls Barnabas and Saul. He says, set them apart for me. They're mine. You are the same. Because you are God's child. God says, this one, I need, you to, I need you to just set this one apart. This one's for me. I've got something for her to do. All of us. God says, I need this one. Just, just set this one. Just make this one separate for me. Amen. Amen. We are all supposed to be set apart, but whether we are set apart or not is a choice. We are all just like Saul and Barnabas there. We are all called by God. That calling is what gives us that vision and purpose on our life. Amen. Amen. And the third thing that it says there is that they were sent by the Holy Spirit. You are called by God for something for your life to do. God says, please set your life apart for me. And once we do that, God says, yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to send you. Now where he sends us is different. Where he sends us is different for everyone. Because maybe where he sends you is just to your home. Maybe where he sends you is just in your home. There's nowhere to go but stay home and minister to the people in your home. But let me tell you this. If you are called to be a minister in your own home, you are a missionary in that home. Just as much as I stand before you now, a missionary here in Kenya. <coughs> Amen? Amen. You are a missionary wherever God sends you. Don't be confused. Missionaries are not all Wazungus. You are a missionary. You are a missionary wherever God has sent you to do His work. Maybe that's in your own home. Maybe that's where you go to work. Maybe it's the pastor. 
Wherever God has called you to do something for Him, you are a missionary there. Amen. Now, look in, stay in Acts chapter 13, but look at verse 52. The disciples were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. Just before this, as Saul and Barnabas are doing their work, the people get angry with them. The people are kicking them out of where they came to do God's work. Amen? Amen. The people are angry, but what are they filled with? They're filled with joy by the Holy Spirit, aren't they? What I want you to understand is when God calls you somewhere, it's not always easy. It's not always easy to go and be a missionary in your own home. It's not easy to be a missionary at work sometimes. It's not easy to be a missionary if you're a pastor. But through the hard things, the Holy Spirit still fills us with joy. Amen? Amen. Even if the bishop, Pastor, I'm going to have to you for just a minute. Even if the bishop, put that down, the bishop says, you're out, go. Bye. We need, we need a new pastor. He did something wrong and we need a new pastor. If we're really doing what God has called us to do, even through the hard times, maybe you get fired. Maybe your family says, I don't want you anymore. Whatever it is. The Holy Spirit fills us with joy. Amen. 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 Because God is good. God is faithful. Amen. Let's go one chapter over. Acts chapter 14. In Acts chapter 14, we begin to see that Saul and Barnabas, they are heavily persecuted. They're beaten. They're thrown in prison. All because they're doing the work of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hard times will come when you serve God. Jesus himself said, persecution will come. Amen? Amen. But I want you to see something in chapter 14. Verse 19 and 20. It says, some Jews came from Antioch. This is verse 19. Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. Okay, 
They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city thinking he was dead. Amen. Amen. They tried to kill Paul. And in fact, they thought he was dead. They drug his dead body out of the town. But look what it says in verse 20. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. They just tried to kill him. And he goes back into the city. When God has shown you the vision and the purpose for your life, we do not let that vision and purpose run away. Amen. Amen. When God has given you a vision for your life, and the hard things come, maybe even someone tries to kill you because of it. We are to follow the example of Paul. We get up. You can knock me down. But I'm going to get up. And I'm going to keep fighting for God. The purpose he has in my life. Amen. Amen. Some of you have been probably knocked down in this life. Some of you have given your life to Christ and someone has knocked you down. Maybe it's a, a husband who's a Muslim. And every Sunday when you go home from church, that husband knocks you down. Be a Paul. Let them knock you down, but they can't stop you from getting back up. They can't stop you from continuing to do God's work in your life. Amen. Amen. That's part of vision and purpose. If you're following God's vision for your life, you have God's protection. Amen. 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 They couldn't kill Paul even though they tried. Amen. Amen. Look in Acts chapter 16. Verse 5. It says the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in numbers. Amen. Amen. When you go out and you follow the vision and the purpose in your life and you come back here on Sunday, and you stand 
Mama, asante for your testimony this morning. Na unasema anashukuru mama kwa ushuhuda wako asubuhi ya leo. When you become Paul and the world tears you down. Wakati ambapo wewe unakuja kuwa Paulo na unataka uwekwe chini. And you come back and you stand here on Sunday morning and say, "Look what oh, sorry. Look what God's doing in my life." Your testimony strengthens the whole church. Amen. Your testimony, what God's doing in your life, becomes a testimony that strengthens the whole church. And because all of us are strengthened by what you share. Now we go out with more strength than ourselves. Because of that, the church continues to grow. That's God's design for how it's supposed to work. Amen? Amen. You remember last Sunday? What did I tell you? If you come here just to hear the music, just to hear the singing, just to do those kinds of things, you're wasting your time. God calls us to come together and make each other stronger. We're to be like iron, sharpening iron, so we can go out and do His will. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come to Macedonia and help us. And After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I want you to understand what this is telling us. As we follow God's purpose and vision for our lives, as we are faithful for that purpose and vision, God sees our faithfulness. He's just going to make your vision bigger. You see, Paul was not called to Macedonia. But as he was faithful in doing God's work, he opened, God opened the door and the vision got bigger for Paul to do more. Amen? Amen. As you are faithful in following God's vision and purpose in your life, And he sees you are faithful. He will continue to open the doors, and that vision will get bigger and bigger and bigger 
and you will think, what in the world is God doing using me like this? Amen. Let me tell you something. It was not my dream to come to Kenya and preach to you on Sunday morning. It was not my dream to come to Kenya and to preach to you on Sunday morning. Amen. God gave me something small to do years ago. And as he finds you faithful, that vision gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And he allows you to do more and more through his power. Amen. God will open more doors the more faithful you are. Amen. 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 The other thing I want you to see is as God opened the door for more things for him to do. Again, we see the same thing with Saul. It says after he woke up from the dream, he got up and got ready at once. Because the truth is, that's the way our faith is supposed to work. Our faith is supposed to be that when we step out and do something for God, we're not quite sure how this is going to work, but I'm willing to try something small for God. And that works out. Then God says, okay, step a little bit further and just trust me. So you take a little bigger step. Trusting God. And he does something good in that bigger step. Our faith is supposed to get to the point where when God says, okay, stand here. Now I know your life is here, but I want you to jump there. When God says, I know you're comfortable. Yes. When God says, I know you're comfortable. I know your life is good. God says, I know your life is good. I know you like your job. I know you like your home. I know you like your friends and family and everything. But I want you to jump over there. Where you don't have any of those things. You just say, okay. And God is there with you. And I want to tell you that's why I'm in Kenya. As you take small steps of faith, one day when God says, now take a big jump, because he's proven himself faithful to you over and over, when he asks you to do something you never expected, 
anakwambia ufanye kitu ambacho haukutarajia is there with you also and you go you go at once amen 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 because we know god is faithful i want you to look we're almost done yes we're almost done i promise we won't go much longer <laughs> okay Look in Acts chapter look in Acts chapter 17. Verse 16. It says while Paul was waiting in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. Paulo alipokuwa akiwangojea huko Athenena, kuona jinsi mji ule ulivyojaa sanamu I want to tell you that when you're following God's purpose, His vision over your life, there are things, there are things that are going to greatly distress you. You will find yourself on your knees weeping before God. I don't understand what's happened to my country. I don't understand why people don't love you anymore, God. I know in Kenya, I know in Kenya, you think America is perfect. But I want to tell you something. There are so many times that my wife Ginny and I both cried out to God, what is wrong with this country? Why has America become Sodom and Gomorrah? Why have they lost their way? Even here in Kenya now. I know in Kenya you, you're, you're taught that you're not supposed to cry. As a child. Very early as a child you tell children, don't cry, don't cry. Be strong, don't cry. You know it's true. But if you're following God's vision and purpose, that toughness comes away. And you weep over the things you see. You cry over the children everywhere. You cry over the children of Kenya. The children who have no home, no family. It ought to break you to see it everywhere. Because that's the reality of how God changes your heart. You begin to see the world the way God does. You see the brokenness like God does. And you say, I don't care if people see me cry. 
Amen? Amen. Because your heart is more like God's hand. Which is what he calls us to be. Amen? Amen. 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 Acts chapter 18. Verse 9 and 10. It says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Verse 9. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. When you're following God's purpose and God's vision, and when those hard times come, the Lord Himself will remind you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. No one's going to hurt you. I've said many times, and I'll say it again this morning, that when you are following God's purpose for your life, the Bible tells us very clearly that God knows the number of days that you have. So if God knows that I'm not going to die until the year 2050 or whatever it is. And he has a purpose, something for me to do. If I'm working on that purpose, I am invincible. Amen? Amen. If you are following God's purpose in your life, you are invincible. Until God says it's time, you're done. Thank you. Come home. And that day has already been established. Amen? Amen. Until that day comes when God says your days are done, I'm calling you back home. Until that day comes, no one can tear you down. No one can kill you. No one can beat you out of doing what God has in your life.
Family yake kwa wakati ilimwacha alibaki tu mwenyewe kitegemea. He begged, he became a street boy. Akaanza kuomba omba, akawa mtoto wa mtaani. One day he got a real job. Kaka alipata kazi. He worked his way out of being a street boy until he became a millionaire in Kenya. Na sasa wakati ambapo alipata kazi na aachana kuwa mtoto wa mtaani, akafika hivi yeye he owned the majority of Total Oil. He was abandoned, forsaken by his family at eight years old. But because he submitted to the purpose and vision in God's life, in his life, God turned something bad into something good. And when God told him to sell everything he had and go back and help the street children, he took that huge jump. Not knowing how the end was going to happen. His family thought he was crazy. His family thought he was crazy. And I want to tell you how invincible we are when we're under God's plan. He owned apartments he rented in Nairobi. He owned apartments that he was renting out in Nairobi. Nairobi. He went, they, a, a group of them were refusing to pay rent. So he took one of his employees and he said, come on, we'll go and collect rent today. He pulled into the neighborhood where they were refusing to pay rent. And within seconds, there were 500 people surrounding him. They wanted to put the tires over him and light the tires on fire and burn him. But he was invincible. And he stood, he quickly climbed on top of his car. And he said, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And all 500 people turned into gold. Because we are invincible when we are under God's plan. Amen. 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 I want us to look in Acts chapter 20. Verse 22. Verse 22. It says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Verse 22. Angalieni nashika njia kwenda Yerusalemu hadi nimefungwa rohoni kwa roho mtakatifu mji kwa mji kunishuhudia 
akisema ya kwamba kifungo na viki vina ningoja verse 23 i only know that in every city the holy spirit warns me that prison and hardship are coming isipokuwa kwa roho mtakatifu mji kwa mji unishuhudia akisema ya kwamba kifungo na viki vya ningoja However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me to do. Amen. Amen. The more we follow God's purpose, and his vision over our lives the more we become what Jesus said we have to do because what did Jesus say he said if you want to follow me you have to deny yourself take up your cross then this is what Paul is saying. The Holy Spirit is telling me to go to Jerusalem. And I don't know what's going to happen to me there. But I'm going to go because God's telling me to go. Paul is doing exactly what Jesus instructed. He's denying himself. And maybe Paul would rather stay home and be safe. But because the Holy Spirit's telling him to go, I'll go. The more we follow God's purpose and vision on our life, the more willing we are to deny ourselves and let ourselves die so that we can truly follow Him. Because we realize there's really one purpose in this life. That one purpose is to serve Him, isn't it? Yes. That one purpose is to serve Him. Amen. Amen. Our one and only purpose to be on this planet is to serve God. Amen. Amen. Our whole purpose is to serve Him. That means everything we do ought to be about serving Him. God gives us a family. He gives us children. But really the purpose is to teach them the ways of God so that they can teach others the ways of God. Why? Because our purpose is to serve God. And to bring others into that kingdom. Amen? Amen. God might give you a job and some money. But do you remember what we talked about last week? It all belongs to Him anyway, doesn't it? So everything we have 
We have to ask, how can I serve him with this? Amen. 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 Now, I want us to wrap up. In Acts 23, 24, 25, and 26, I'm not going to read those four chapters to you. In those four chapters, let me tell you very quickly what happens. They arrest Paul in Jerusalem. And they take Paul to the to the leader in, in Jerusalem who's responsible for punishing people. And in these four chapters, Paul goes from one powerful leader to the next more powerful leader to the next more powerful leader to the next more powerful leader and every one of them had the ability to punish him, imprison him, and even put him to death.
Amen. 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 We have a responsibility as those who follow Christ to pray for our leaders. Because as we do, this is the kind of thing that happens. Paul moves from one authority to the next until he's standing in front of the ultimate authority in Rome. Amen. Amen. And I want to tell you, Paul's calling was to the Gentiles. The, the people who were not Jews. Yes. Paul's calling was to the Gentiles, to the ones who were not Jews. If Paul's calling was to the Jewish people, he would have been ministering in Jerusalem. But God called him to reach the people who did not know God, but who were not Jews. And the highest position of people who did not know God were the Romans. And so God opened the door. Even though Paul had been arrested, he was moving Paul up and up and up until he was standing before the ultimate Roman. And he opened the door for Paul to share the gospel with the highest ranking Romans. Because that was the vision and the purpose God had for him. And so I want you to hear this today. If God's given you that purpose, go follow it. Amen? Amen. If you don't know God's vision over your life yet, God's word says over and over, if you seek him, you will find him. Amen. Amen. If you're not sure of that vision and that purpose for your life, you just haven't found it yet. Yes. You just haven't found it yet. It doesn't mean it's not there. He has a vision and a purpose, a plan for every life in here. If you haven't found it yet, seek Him. Knock on the door. Pray and knock. God, I'm standing here. I want to know what the vision is for my life. Show me my purpose. Keep knocking. Knock, 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 knock. It says, knock and the door will be open. God will reveal his purpose and his vision over your life. And when he does, don't hesitate. Be a Paul. 
It says many times, Paul got up at once and did what God asked him to do. When God shows you your vision and your purpose, get up at once and do it. Don't wait for the pastor to give you permission. Don't wait for your mother, your father, your neighbor, your friend, or anyone else to tell you, oh yeah, now's a good time to go do that thing God told you to do. Get up at once and follow him. Amen? Amen. Follow that vision and that purpose for your life. Because if you do, I want you to see the very end of the story about Paul. Acts chapter 28. Verse 28. Chapter 28, verse 28. This is at the very end of Paul's days in Rome. He's under house arrest. He's not allowed to leave his house. It's like being in prison in your own house. This is what Paul says. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. Paul's telling you the vision, the purpose, it's been fulfilled. And because it's fulfilled, it says for two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed anyone who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul realizes the purpose and the vision over his life is being fulfilled. He's where he's supposed to be. He's accomplishing what God created him to do in this life. And because of that, Paul is at great peace. Because it's where he's supposed to be. Amen? Amen. How many of you want to know God's vision and purpose for your life? Do you want to know God's vision and purpose for your life? If you do, I have a hard question for you. 
If God shows it to you, will you do it? Amen? If God shows it to you, if, if I pray with you and you go home and this week God shows you the purpose, the vision for your life. Will you do it? Would I find it? Yes. <laughs> Will you really do what God calls you to do? Because remember what the Bible says. If you follow Him, persecution will come. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the persecution? Because it will come. Let's pray. Father God, what a joy it is to be in your house. What a privilege it is to, to just be here with your presence today. Your word says that anywhere two or three are gathered in your name, that you're here with us. So we know you're here with us. Lord, today we, we've learned a lot about what vision and purpose in our lives is. For some of us, Father, that vision and that purpose, you've already made, you've already begun the path. You've already begun to take us into that vision and that purpose in our life. But for some, we don't see it yet. For some, we love you. But we need to see that purpose. We need to see that vision. So that we know how to walk. Lord, if you'll reveal it to us. You heard your people. You heard your people. They said if you'll reveal your purpose and your vision for their life. They said they'll get up at once and follow you. And so Father, we ask this morning. We ask with humble hearts. Submitted to you. We ask that you would reveal your plans, your purposes, your vision. Over every life here. Father, as you reveal your plans over our lives, just like we read in Acts, I pray you would strengthen us to accomplish that purpose. Strengthen us to get through whatever persecution may come. 
tutie nguvu maana tunajua makwazo yatakuja Lord find us faithful in the work you set before us we talked earlier about how in Jeremiah it says you knew us you knew who we were before you even put us together in our mother's womb and it says you created us in Ephesians you created us to do good works for you and because you created us for those works, you know the plans for our lives. And so today, Lord, we submit our life to you. Begin to reveal your purpose and your plans. Show us the path to walk with our life. So that we can honor you with every day we have left. Show us your way, Lord. And for those who need to know your way, need to know your path, your vision over their life. I pray, Lord, that you would put a passion in them to go home. Starting right now. That they would do exactly what your word says. Seek. And the way we seek is to get into your word. Read your word. Seek you. And you will be found. And it says, knock. And the way we knock is by praying. We knock at that door and say, God, show me. God, show me. I'm not leaving this door until you show me. Just like Jacob when he had the dream and he wrestled with the angels. That's to be us. I'm not stopping this prayer until you begin to show me your vision. I'm not leaving your doorstep until you open the door and show me your vision. And as we persist, you hear our prayers and you begin to show us because you promise you promise in your word that your plans for us are good and so Father reveal those plans to us and we promise to follow you in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Amen.